Nearly everyone concerned with good government is thinking like the fictional TV anchor Howard Beale. He urged his audience to stick their head out the window and yell, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. American University Public Administration Professor Bob Tobias is mad as hell, and he joins me with one idea for ending the shutdown once and for all. And I guess that's a good characterization. You don't like this, do you, Bob? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I think it's unfair. I think it's unjust. And I don't think that the fixes for the future that have been offered are adequate at all. Giving government employees who are out of work loans or guaranteeing those who pay for those who work in the future is not enough. I think we need to end shutdowns. And the fix is very simple. All that would need to be done is that Congress, when Congress fails to to perform its duty to create a budget on time, legislation could say a continuing resolution automatically kicks in to fund the government until it's permanently funded. Very simple solution. So why should Congress do that? So number one, the damage to federal employees who are not working, damage to federal employees who are working and not receiving pay. We've seen it. We feel it. We hate it. The damage to the, the, damage to the uh, public who is not getting the services they paid for, and also the damage to our governance system. The founders created a system of checks and balances, co-equal branches of government with one checking the other. But now we don't have that anymore because we have either the president or the Senate or the House able through inaction to attempt to coerce the other branch into agreement. It has to stop. Now, lapses in appropriations have been happening almost ever since there's been a United States. This goes back to the 19th century. But it was the Carter administration era attorney general, Benjamin Civiletti, who decided that, well, if there's a lapse in appropriation, then there has to be a government shutdown. I'm wondering, and maybe you've wondered, why no intervening attorney general has said, well, I disagree with that ruling and, in effect, having the CR if in effect, if not in law. Well, I think that the – actually that the, um, that the Constitution is very clear that no money may be spent until a budget is created. And what I think happened is that Benjamin Civiletti was the first person to look at the Constitution because the shutdowns prior to 1980 when he issued his um, memos were short and the pain was small. But the pain is not small today. And I was wondering in the daily action at the key executive leadership program, this must be topic A among the students. And I mean, what are you and the students and the other professors talking about? Tom, there are no students because there's a government shutdown. Well, that's a good point there, isn't it? But you don't have anyone from DOD or from the Labor Department (laughs) or from Health and Human Services? We do not. We do not. So we don't have students with a government shutdown. So you're, in effect, not furloughed, but idle at this point. We are idled. We are idled. And you mentioned the co-equal branches of government because the courts have been drawn into this in a much greater way, I think, during this current shutdown than they were in 2013. And certainly, I think, than more than they were back in the last long one, which was 96. The, the courts have been drawn into this and are attempting to figure out whether or not employees can be forced to work without pay. Um, but that's, again, Tom, a partial solution. We ought not have any shutdowns whatsoever. And the ability of the president 
or the Senate or the House to say, I'm not going to agree and allow that disagreement to go indefinitely with no check on the use of that coercive power, I believe, has to be redressed. It can be redressed with um, legislation, but I think it needs to be redressed. We're speaking with Bob Tobias, a professor in the key executive leadership program at American University. But if Congress were to somehow agree on something like having an automatic continuing resolution, which would be another debate, and who knows which side would say what about that, does that – aside from the politics of getting that done even, what about the idea that that simply gives Congress more incentive to not bother to agree on the important issues as expressed through the budget? Well – Tom, prior to 1976, there were really no shutdowns. And from 1976 until Benjamin Civiletti uh, issued his memorandums during that period of time of the Carter shutdowns, uh, the Carter lapses of budget, there were no shutdowns. Everybody just assumed um, that they could be paid and they were paid and Congress did its job. So we have this history of lapses and Congress figuring out how to put a permanent uh, budget into place. So I'm just suggesting to return to that period of time, 1976 to 1980, where Congress did its job and there was no damage to the economy, to public, to, to federal employees or to the public. And I want to get back to the key executive leadership program, because uh, as you said, there's the current student population is all out because yes. of the shutdown. I guess that has that happened before? Um, There have been – when there have been shutdowns, the shorter shutdowns, there were delays and um, we had to reschedule one class or two classes. But when you're out as long as they they have been now, we're going to be pushing um, programs that start in January back a month or back six weeks. So they'll they'll get their um, leadership development opportunities, but it's going to be late. Because I'm wondering if part of your curriculum is becoming how to deal with this situation. Well, part of the curriculum is always about how to manage in the present. And the most significant consequence of this kind of um, of, of a shutdown is uncertainty. And when people return to work, they're going to be angry, they're going to be confused, and managing in that environment is going to be difficult and it's the kind of um, situation that we often discuss in the program. And when people do wander back into the offices once they reopen, and we presume they've got to reopen at some point, you, you're going to have political leadership that may have been there the whole time. Then you're going to have the senior executives and the top managers, the GS-15s and so on. They'll be back. They might have been on furlough or working without pay. And then you'll have the rank and file, ditto, having been furloughed or working without pay. How do you, as a leader in a situation like that, how do you salve that wound and, and get back to normal as fast as possible? Well, it has to be named. It has to be discussed um, candidly and openly. We found when there were furloughs a few years ago that those agencies that actually talked about the furlough, that helped people plan for the furlough, increased their federal employee viewpoint survey scores Those who didn't, the scores went down. So I think the same is going to be true here. Those agencies that name it, discuss it, talk about it, will will do fine. Those who don't, 
won't. So day one, do not walk in and pretend everything is normal as if nothing happened, but confront the reality of what people really are feeling? Exactly. Bob Tobias is a professor in the Key Executive Leadership Program at American University. Some good advice. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.